Here at the Fantasy Doctors, we use our expertise in the world of sports as well as medicine to bring you the most up-to-date injury news. Our first injury of the day actually broke his back last week. I want Lionel Messi healthy. I want Suarez healthy. Fam, fam. Mo Salah is beasting. I want Ronaldo healthy. I want the whole squad healthy. Seven La Liga title in a span of 10 years. That basically, to me, that means he was concussed. He was knocked out. There was absolutely no competition. We're your hosts, physical therapy students, Andy and Berg. And welcome to the Fantasy Doctors Soccer Podcast. Episode 12. Welcome. What's up, guys? What's going on? What's going on? How y'all doing? All right, so we got a lot of injury news this week um, and a few fun topics as well. Um, but the biggest news, I think, of the week so far has been Danny Alves ruled out of the World Cup, out for the next at least six months with an ACL injury. Um, Berg, do you want to tell us a little bit more about this? Yeah, man, you can't. Danny Alves can't get so unlucky, man. Like, the the World Cup is coming, the biggest stage of the game, and I just and he hates a nasty injury at that too, because it typically takes about eight to twelve months to come back from an ACL injury. You know, they didn't tell us exactly in a report like just how how bad it was. Was it if it was a like a complete rupture, if it was a a a, a tear, like a, a half tear or something? They didn't tell us, didn't provide us any any information about that but uh, we do know that it takes about this long to return to play and it's just it's very unfortunate man it's very unfortunate um to give you background you know as you can see acl injury is one of the most common injury happening in soccer player most common in female than male um those ligament in your knee actually keep your knee stable keep your knee from going too far forward, too far back, too far on the side. And I think the one that he tore is the one that prevent your knee from going too far forward. So as a soccer player, you're definitely going to need surgery. He's actually about to undergo surgery right now to get it fixed. Because if you you don't, it will keep your knee very unstable. Andy, I don't know if you had anything else to add to that. Yeah, just to kind of bring it back into the context of both PSG and Brazil, right? Because we have World Cup coming oh, up. Oh, yeah, 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 man. It's, it's sad. Yeah, I mean, for PSG, um, he is 35 years old. Um, he's a right back, but he really is. He's not the most, um, I would say, defensively committed player, but he is a leader. Yes, and he is. with a lot of young players in PSG's defense, and given the fact that they've been very suspect to say the least in Europe in the past few seasons. Uh, I think it's going to be a big blow for them there. And yeah. you're going to see the same thing going into world cup, right? Because um, PSG's defense is largely Brazilian in nature and yeah. you still have um, very young defenders on that back line and they need leadership and they need someone to go to, to kind of direct them while on the pitch. And Given the yeah. fact that Brazil doesn't really have a natural replacement for him at right back, I think it's a pretty big blow. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a very big blow for Brazil, really, because um, um, the in terms of the leadership aspect that you spoke of, like he was supposed to be the captain of the team. I, I read a report that says he was going to be the captain of the so the Silasau. So the fact that he's not he's not on the field, you know, on, he's not going to be able to make it to the squad, just tells you like how. I'm just curious to see how they're going to rotate the squad and how, you know, who's going to be captain at this point. Like, we all know Danny Alves for his industry. That guy can run all day and not be tired. 
he's, he's got the experience. And, you know, I'm, who can fill up the shoes? I'm not too sure, really. Um, I know that, what's his name? Um, Rafinha from Bayern and Danilo from Manchester City can both fill up the spot as um, right back. So hopefully they can live up to, you know, the, 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 the work, the industry that Dani Alves able to provide. So we'll see. Yeah, I think between those two, it might be um, more so, um, might be Danilo, right? Because he's been getting some more playing time with Manchester City in recent weeks. But Rafinha is, in my opinion, a little bit more um, defensively balanced. And it could bring <clears throat> balance to that back line because you have Marcelo on that left-hand side. So. You know what? You, you're exactly right. I think they're going to pick Rafinha instead because, you know, you have Marcelo that's always going to go forward on the left back. And you know, Brazil is not really known for their defense. It's always known for their attack. Their attack is the best defense. So I think, you know, having someone in the back that's going to be, you know, provide some sort of balance to the team might be the right move. I don't, we'll see. I don't, I'm, I don't really know, but it's a big blow for Brazil. I was actually very excited to see him in the World Cup, his last World Cup too. Yeah, so um, definitely prayers out to him. Hope he has a good recovery. We could see him next summer. At the Copa America, maybe. Oh, speaking of which, this is a good. Is it, well, that's a question I have. You think he's gonna go back to PSG, given that Daniel Vess is like thirty-five years old, and he just picked this injury that takes so long to come back from? You think PSG is gonna? I don't know. Uh, how long is his contract with PSG? Is it a year or two years? I think it's it's either one year or two years. Um, but regardless, PSG are probably gonna have to move forward. Without yeah. him in their plans. Hmm. Where else could he go? Hey, this is it's a, it's the timing of this injury is not right, especially for his, you know, that he's at the later stage of his career. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's gonna throw in the towel and retire. I, I don't think he will either. Football. I don't think he will either. I mean, he did well in Italy. He could go back there for a few years. Players tend to have pretty long careers there. It's funny because the league's supposed to be super defensive and super. Um, <laughs> well, that's not that's not that's that's not the case anymore. The the league that's super aggressive is the Premier League now. It's, yeah. But anyway, yeah, we could see him. Do you think we'll see him next summer, Copa America? Maybe. Uh, maybe, maybe uh, it depends. Like we we never know. Like this can could be a he could be he could be on the bench for Brazil, but it it all depends on whether a new a new um, fullback surface in the scene and start making a name for themselves because, you know, Brazil always produce, you know, <laughs> a, a great fullback. They have that as their reputation. So we'll see. But I think, yeah, I think he'll definitely be part of the squad if he doesn't retire mm-hmm. from European football, that is. I think he will too. But moving onwards to um, Arsenal, Ozil has been – out for the last few matches with a recurring back injury. Um, I have some thoughts on this. Yes, please. Let me know. Let me know. So, let me know. as far as the actual injury, um, it could be an overuse injury. Um, it could be something that comes and goes. It could be something that kind of has been bothering him the whole season, but he's kind of played through it. But I'm hearing a lot of reports of the injury not being real. What? Yeah, I'm, I'm hearing reports that he's almost faking it. 
Why? There, there are players in the squad, allegedly, okay, I'm reading the same kind of Twitter sources and everything like that, that probably you guys are, but um, <laughs> I hear that he's faking the injury and he just doesn't want to play. That, that makes no sense to me. Why would he resign a new contract? He just resigned a new contract, extended his contract. Why would he do that? I, I think there's this big, because Ozil doesn't have that kind of face that show a lot of emotions, and I think that gets misinterpreted to a lack of drive, really. He's been criticized, like, for the past three years for, you know, his inconsistency. You know, they call it disappearing Ozil. And even, you know, he loses a game, he wins a game, his facial expression remains the same. And unfortunately, when you have this kind of blank canvas, you know, it, people will, it's, it, it's easy for people to throw in judgment like that because, hey, you know, we can't tell when, you, when you're happy and when you're sad, so we're just going to make the judgment for you. You know, he's been criticized. It's not the first time I'm hearing this, but, you know, the, <laughs> the saying that, reporting that the, the back injury is fake, that's, that's crazy. <laughs> um. Well, I think the whole reason, the whole thing that that thing kind of spiraled into motion was um, he was fit to play in the Europa League against um, Atletico Madrid. But apparently um, there was some things going on where um, either he or the club didn't want to have him appear in the Europa League because they figured out oh, he's Mesodosio. Like he belongs in the Champions League, not the Europa League, things like that. I don't know. You know what I think? I think if, let's say hypothetically, that Ozil was faking this injury, maybe he's just trying to preserve himself for the World Cup. And That's not a bad idea either. doesn't want to injure himself in the last couple of games, so let me just, you know, save myself for the World Cup. Yeah, I mean, he's, he, I think he's part of the squad. Even then, like, you know what's, what's funny too? Because he has this recurring back problem, but there's no... There's no news, there's no report that says Ozil is out of the World Cup squad. He's still in the squad. And it says that, you know, he's expected to come back on the first day of June from this injury. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, there's, I feel like there's a lot of players right now who are um, kind of in that train of thought, whereas, like, the club season is pretty much over. Um, yes, they can play, but should they even play? I mean, Mesut Ozil... Um, some would argue that it's even beneficial for him to be not playing right now because he might not even get that much rest this summer. That's so true. why not end his season early so that he can get the rest that he needs? But they were going they, – they're playing European, European um, finals. Yeah. Like that, 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 that's a lot at stake. You win this. If you can win this, that means you have a spot in the Champions League. More Champions League football means more money and more competition to, you know, the Arsenal Football Club. So I don't know. I don't think he was if, – if he wasn't injured, then it was a bad move to actually keep him on the bench, really. Yeah. But we will see. Um, moving on over to Manchester United, Romelu Lukaku with an ankle injury. Berg, what do you know about this one? Uh, it's, uh, I read the report. It says that he's getting – he's in Belgium. Um, he's getting treated. Of course, you know, their, their Belgium team is not going to let their main f- striker. <laughs> They're going to take care of him really well because they want him to be in a squad. They want him to be fit for the World Cup. So that's why I'm guessing he's in Belgium right now getting treated. Um, they said he may potentially return for the FA Cup final. And I think he's definitely going to be 
is definitely going to be able to play. Um, they said if he's not able to play, he's going to be on the bench. But knowing players like the players players like Lukaku is not exactly going to stay on the bench. Like if they are fit and it's a final, they're going to want to play because that's just their nature. Yeah, that's true. But I mean, I don't blame um, Belgium and the Belgium national team for kind of being precarious with this because you have Lukaku who currently has an ankle injury who's trying to get better for the final. But Badushwai is also still injured. And um, he is recovering right now, but I mean, he maybe won't be 100% going into the World Cup. So, I mean, you can't roll into the World Cup without a striker. Yeah, and that, that's important. That's a bad move. Yeah. So, we'll definitely keep you guys updated on that. And another back injury, Emery Khan um, from Liverpool. <sighs> this has been on and off the whole season, This has right? been really on and off the whole season. It's, I feel like it's the same problem that Mercer Ozil has which is a, a chronic a chronic back injury, chronic muscle, back muscle injury. It, it, it's funny because he was supposed to – because the fans were really hoping, I was really hoping that he would come back actually today and play. Um, last Monday, uh, last weekend, uh, I read a report that says he was supposed to – they were going to do a scan, a, 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 a final scan to decide whether he's actually fit to play or not. So, so they did the scan last Monday and uh, the result came out to be inconclusive. I don't know, whatever that means, really. So it's now it's just, it's, it's very uncertain that it will actually be back for the Champions League. And even if he's back, I'm, I'm thinking, wow, you need, first you need some training to get your fitness back. And then you need to train with the team in in the formation that they want you to, or that that club wants you to play for the you know club is already making preparation for Real Madrid, you know we already have a strategy in mind so he wants to train everybody for that strategy. Not only that, you can't afford to have a player that's not only fit, is <laughs> not fit enough to play, but not only that he's not fit, but you have to, you know he has to actually you know, be fit enough to be part of that strategy. But the first hurdle will be him trying to get fit, and he's not. So he's definitely not going to be in that squad. And he might, that might be his last day because he, I don't think he wants to renew a contract, which is very odd considering Liverpool has been dominating this season. Yeah, and considering the fact that Liverpool has, regardless of his injuries, they've really showed faith in him, right? And they want him to stay with the team regardless of the fact if he's injured or not. And Honestly, in my opinion, it isn't too smart of him to kind of force a way out right now because if you go to any other club, they'll just throw you. They'll throw you out if you're injured like that again. So, I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of conflicted on that. But going back to the imaging a little bit. So, at least what I'm learning in school is sometimes the images aren't all they're meant out to be, right? Sometimes oh, they're no. not accurate. No. Mm-mm. So, Mm-mm. Um, going off what you said, um, so – pretty much he was recovering and they did another image and that's that second image that he got after the short recovery period it didn't show any improvement is that what you're saying yeah they said he would remain inconclusive there's nothing you can see from an mri that will tell you i mean yes there's there are things that you can see that will tell you but it will tell you that something is grave and whatnot but in terms of like your actual functional status like what can you do um can you return to play? Can you do this? Can you do that with your low back? 
the, an MRI cannot really tell you like exactly whether or not you can return to play. It will provide you some information anatomically, but that's not enough to tell you whether you can you return to play or not. Unless they were doing, unless scanning means like not just MRI, but a bunch of other things. That's the information I guess that was left out. Okay. Yeah. All right. So those were our kind of injuries for the day. We have some fun topics as well. Always present in our podcast. It seems like Neymar. <laughs> Fan, this it's guy. A, it's a circus, bro. It really is, honestly. And um, for those of you who, I, I don't know how you couldn't possibly not know this by now. Um, there are reports circulating that he has told his teammates that yeah. um, he has played his last game for PSG. <laughs> <laughs> the The Prince of Paris um, says that um, he wants out and um, he's only been there 10 short months. 10 months, he already wants out, which is honestly insane given the fact that they pulled out all the stops to get him here, fry him from Barcelona's dead cold hands less than a year ago. And he supposedly wants out. And the only club that can buy for his signature is Real Madrid. And Manchester United. There there are rumors. There are rumors that Manchester United won him, which is going to be ludicrous, really, because you have Pogba, you have Alexis Sanchez, you have all these players, and now you bring Neymar into the mist. Like I don't think, I don't think the rumors from Manchester United is is actually true because they will, there was no way they will fit him in the club unless they sell Sanchez, which is also unlikely to happen. Yeah, I think it'd have to be. Um, well, you you can forget about Martial and Rashford and all those oh. young boys. They, they, yeah, they, they, <laughs> they, they, they better pack their bag because. Yeah. You're not going to bench a guy like that. But it just shows you that the level of immaturity that um, Neymar has. And, and it, it's one of those things when, you know, you know what I'm trying to link it to? You know when um, Beyonce was, well, I, I'm giving a music reference here. Beyonce's dad was managing her. And, you know, it wasn't a right business move, really. And I think, it, when you have your dad managing you as well, it's it's not. I mean, he's done a great job, you know, for the past five, seven years with his kid. But it's getting to a point now where you know your son is. Your son, when your son start making the decision, say, "Hey, dad, I don't want to stay at Barcelona. Let me move." When you let your son make all this kind of decision, now it, it start to, it start to become ridiculous. Because I don't. Come on, it was. Was it really necessary to leave Barcelona? I don't think so. But Honestly, if you wanted... I, I think you're right because left, right, front, and center, I'm hearing news about how much he loved playing with Messi and Suarez. <laughs> it seems like every day. And given the fact that he, he just moved to PSG about a month and a half into being a PSG player, guess where he showed up? Oh, Barcelona yeah. training. I mean, he, he clearly loved the club. Um, I think this shows two things, really. One, about um, his father, like you just mentioned before, who obviously his father loves him and would travel around the world for him, and he does do that. Um, I think it also shows a lot about the Barcelona board, right, the board of directors, because if this guy really loved the club and loved the players, why did he go to the ends of the earth to move and to leave? 
we we talked about this before, right? We said he wanted to be he wanted to be the main guy in the team. He wanted he wanted to compete. He wanted the Ballon d'Or. And if he's in Barcelona, he's not gonna win. Messi's always gonna bring that Ballon d'Or. He's not. He's one of those guys where he, maybe he's scoring goals, but Messi will be the one to provide the assists. Will make you look good. And they're always gonna look. They in Barcelona, they're gonna look at that guy that give you the assist because that's kind of like the way they play. Really, and it's just you. Neymar wanted to to you know contest for the Ballon d'Or, but I think he chose the wrong club to actually do that by going to PSG, and having his dad manage him is is I think at, at this point now it, it it's maybe it's just showing us giving us some insight that you know this is not this is not working out anymore because you're making big those are big decisions. Live in Barcelona leaving PSG. Those are really, 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 really big decision. Who's making those decisions? Who's, I don't think Neymar's dad will be like, hey, and this is not, this is a bad move. We regret it. Let's switch somewhere else. I think it's just Neymar just, you know, not having the maturity that he's supposed to have at what, 26 years old? <laughs> That is true. And I mean, two clubs that are linked to him, Real Madrid and Manchester United. Honestly, I think those two clubs are the ones that were listed because financially, those are the only clubs that can pull it off besides Barcelona. Um, and yeah, that's pretty much the end to it. Those are, he's almost limited in his options because of his skill That level. is true. That is true. You might, you might have to, <laughs> you think you go... <laughs> Imagine if he goes to Arsenal. I like, know what club wants him. He just goes to Arsenal and say, hey, this is a club where I can actually... Because that's, that's one club where he can actually make his mark. But he's not. He's never... Yeah. Nah, no. I, I, as an Arsenal fan, I'd love him here, but that's not going to happen. <laughs> that's not going to happen. But um, speaking of Manchester United, you have some news on Alexis Sanchez's contract that I thought was very interesting. Hold on a second. Let me pull it out on my phone here. We had the discussion before on a podcast where we talk about how much money Alexis Sanchez was getting uh, from the contract. But turns out he's getting even more money, guys. He's getting <laughs> more money. He, um, there's a last report that reveals that he's earning 391k per week. And that's not even it. There, there are bonuses involved, right? So every so he's receive he's receiving seventy five k every game he starts, and then there's like the one one point one million euro annual signing fee, and then this is it. And there's there's also performance. So if he'll get he'll be given two million euro if he reaches a combination of forty goals and assists in a season, another million. That's 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 just on his contract. He will not every you know. Sometimes when you win the Champions League and every player receives some money, no. Alexis Sanchez, his contract dictate that he will be given uh, one million euro if the United if, if if United win the Champions League, and then if they win the Premier League, he will get half a million euro. That is some crazy amount of money. So. It, all this, that means that he could potentially earn around like $25 million a year if he hits all those targets. See, that number one, that is insane. That, that, is, is, that is absolutely insane. An absolutely ridiculous amount of number. Um, but 
that kind of just brings me back to Neymar because if he does go to Manchester United, he's going to get that plus more. Now, now if he goes, they, you know they're selling some players. Yeah. If Neymar goes to United, you know they're selling a lot of players. You know, sell the bench, Martial, Rashford, all those guys might have to go somewhere else. I would think, actually, don't go to Arsenal because Arsenal is not all that good to actually develop youth team, but <laughs> they're going to go somewhere else where they can yeah. leave. Um, but yeah, just to bring it back to Alexis Sanchez, like, wow, that's, I honestly, like, sometimes you hear um, people talk about money, and mm. you can't even imagine how much that is. And that's kind of what I have for this situation right here. I, 25 million a year. How, what do you do with that money? Eh, good even question. after tax, even after the tax, you're still, you're still getting a lot of money. And some other fun news. Um, World Cup squads are being announced tomorrow. So I kind of have the breakdown on how that's going to happen. So um, pretty much every manager is allowed to bring 23 players to the World Cup. Mm-hmm. Now, the first preliminary squad announcement, um, every team must submit a list of 35 players that they say are in contention to go. Um, so oh, I you're going to set in stone the, like the first list was the, the list. Well, that depends on each team. Some teams opt to just send the 23 names right away. Um, oh, for okay. instance, Brazil will be doing that. They're just going to submit their final list tomorrow. Um, other teams like Germany, for instance, who think they would benefit from having more time to kind of select their players, you know, injuries or whatever, not. Um, they can send a list of um, up to 30 to 35 players. And at a okay. later date, they just have to finalize it. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. That's so the final 23-man roster for every team must be submitted by June 4th. June 4th. Oh, okay. So there's a second date. Yes. Mm-hmm. June 4th. Okay. So that means some players have time. We you know there are players that we we told we were told. What about England? You think England fit in that 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 later um, categorization? Um, England actually will be announcing their whole squad on Wednesday, May sixteenth. Oh, okay. Yes. Because Adam Lallana's back, back. So if he's back, he's able to play. He might mm-hmm. be on the squad. Yeah. Yeah, so we'll see um, England squad, um, Germany squad, and don't don't be surprised to see other squads as well. And it's going to be very interesting to see from an injury perspective who is left in and who is left out. And we'll definitely have the details on that next week. Yeah. All right. Do we have any other news? Yes. Um, just I just thought it was interesting how um, last year. Um, Two years ago, I think. I don't remember. When Mourinho won... No, nah, that was that was more than two years ago. When Mourinho won the Premier League with Chelsea and the next year, um, the locker room, the, the whole team went into shambles and then they fired Mourinho afterwards that, that same year. Like right after... <laughs> the, next, the following year afterwards, <laughs> the Premier League, Mourinho got fired. And then Conte came onto the scene won the won the Premier League and then the next year shambles and now I'm hearing that Conte will possibly be leaving in the at the end of the season see okay here's my thought thoughts on Conte um 
he's a very good manager, clearly. Um, yeah. He had success in Italy, and he hoped to do it here in the Premier League as well. Oh, he did. Um, he did have success. He won, he won the Premier League. Yeah, and um, he seems to have good relationships with his players. I mean, I don't hear of many reports from, like, the locker room or anything like that saying there's a rebellion or anything like that. He has great tactics. Um, don't forget the... You know, he had tension with Diego Costa. I think that's when everything started falling. Yeah, I mean, down. Diego Costa. I think he's a extra case. Um, but it seems to me, and what I've been reading is, he wanted certain players to be brought into the club, and he didn't have the financial backing. So oh. it's it's somewhat unfair for him to be criticized um, because he's not producing, given the fact that he didn't have the players that he wanted, and given his um, his formation that he likes to use the the three in the back with the with the wing backs on the side. You can't just throw any players into those roles and expect them to perform. Wow. That is true. That is true. But didn't he have the same player, um, the same squad that won the champions. I mean, the champions league, the premier league, he had those same players in the squad the next year. That is also true. So that that's that's my counter argument to him wanting new players and spend more money. Like if you won the league with those players, why can't you win again the next year? Of course, it's always going to be hard to win it the next year because another team is going to be hungrier than you. You know, luck might not be on your side, but at least you will expect them to finish at least top four, and that didn't happen this year. And I don't know what happened. Everything went started to go downhill when you know we had he had tension with Diego Costa. We still don't know. I don't know if you know, but I still don't know what what was going on between the two of them. But I think it was a major mistake to lose a guy like Diego Costa. Because till this day, you see him on with the, the strikers. No one could. No one had a. There hasn't been any players who could replace Diego Costa. Yeah, I mean they they tried Morata and he uh, seemingly. Not working out. Um, oh, man. He, he, that was a poor choice. <laughs> and then you have Olivier Giroud, who's kind of the same build and style of Diego Costa, trying to get goals um, that aren't the prettiest, but that are functional. Um, but they just don't have that replacement yet. And it's going to be very interesting to see what happens this summer with them. Yeah, especially when they, they, they're they not going to the Champions League next year. Who's going to name a prolific striker that's going to be willing to come and play for Chelsea when they're not going to see the Champions League um, competition. I don't, I don't know, man. Yeah, that's very true. And there's not that many names available either. Man, that's, that's so bad. I feel so bad for him. No. Um, do we have any other news for our listeners? Bert? No, we, I think that was it. All right, so be sure to follow me, Andy, on Instagram and Facebook um, at the Football Physios and Berg. What's your handle? I'm on YouTube and on Facebook. I mean, on Facebook and on Instagram at the Soccer Obsessed. All right, and be sure to follow the Fantasy Doctors as well. Uh, we have news on all MLB, NFL, um, NBA, and NHL playoffs are here, and we also have injuries for those too. So yeah, thanks for listening, guys. And please make sure you give us that review because that's the only way we can grow if you give us that review. Whether you like us or not, just let us know. Yep. See you next week.